Whiskey. Tango. Life. Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Whiskey Tango Life Podcast. I am Chris and I'm here today with my friend Paul from church. And uh, we're going to be talking about, I've been kind of alluding to the fact that I really wanted to, after spending so much time hearing other people's stories of different things and different political situations that they've been through, religious situations and everything, that I've realized that over the years of doing this podcast that I have never really opened up myself and given you a little bit more details on my life. And I have really wanted to share my story of how I came to Christ, how he chased after me, and just some really awesome miracles that have happened in my life. Um, So I thought, I would like to do that. I happen to have Paul over for dinner tonight and I thought what an awesome opportunity because Paul's going to be starting up his own podcast and I, th- I thought what an awesome opportunity just to have him on and actually tell him the stories, have him react to them, get a little bit of uh, maybe questions that he may have that you may have yourself as you're watching it and um, you know, open up a little bit more. So. Paul, thanks for being here. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell me real quick before we get into everything what your podcast is going to be about and what you got going on. Yeah, so um, thank you thank you for having me. By the way, this is cool. This is my first time, uh, as, you, as you know. Um, so um, I'm Jamaican. Um, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Jamaican. And um, I just see tons of issues going on um, in Jamaica, in the Caribbean, and as it relates to faith and um, how the music and just the culture influences how people react to, to Christianity. So um, I'm into apologetics. Um, so I want to be able to use this podcast, hopefully, to be able to answer some questions that some people might have um, in regards to faith and Christianity um, in the context of the, Carib- the Caribbean. Um, so my podcast uh, will be called, uh, uh, instead of, so I coined the word, you know, instead of Caribbean, it's Caribbean, which, you know, if you know anything about uh, who the Bereans were in the Bible, uh, Acts 17, 11, it says that the Bereans, while Paul, Paul came to preach in this place called Berea, uh, the Bereans kept searching the scriptures to see if what Paul was talking about was true. Um, so I consider myself a Berean, somebody who looks at the world, looks at what's going on in the world, and searches the scriptures to, to, to you know, to see if what's going on makes yeah. makes sense. So um, yeah, I'll do that in my podcast in the context of the Caribbean. But you do other things as well that are yeah. kind of faith related too. So if you yeah. want to lead people to that, like please don't. Yeah. But. So um, yeah, I'm also a musician. Um, I do reggae, gospel, dancehall, gospel, if you want to call it that. Um, so I'm super Jamaican. I have a this, I have this beautiful English American accent right now. Uh, <laughs> but you let loose. <laughs> but I let loose. I'm Jamaican. You know. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I make music and I make poetry. Um, and so you can find me at uh, Yannick Paul, there's uh, underscore, that's Y-A-N-N-I-C-K, Paul, P-A-U-L, underscore, um, on Instagram. Uh, that's what I mostly use. So, yeah, awesome. find me there. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll link to that in the description. So if you're interested in that, certainly look in the description. I'll, I'll link to it there. So <clears throat> kind of what I wanted to do is I want to go over some of the kind of, kind of neat things that happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, but based on our conversations that we had yeah, upstairs, ahead, but basically, bro, ahead, you your your past on things that you struggled with mm-hmm. is 
things I struggled with too, yeah. but in an opposite way. Mm. You were a ladies' man. Mm. I was chasing the ladies. They weren't having it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I would say that my fir- my first stories is is in regards to how God kind of chased me. Mm. You know, I didn't grow up going to church. Mm. Uh, I didn't become a Christian until. Uh, I guess you could say I was I was dating my wife now, Leslie. But when when you're in the context of something, when something's happening, when you're living in the present and something's happening, you don't see it mm-hmm. until you are yeah. years later or yeah. sometimes sometimes it's right away, but you don't really see it until things have mm-hmm. happened, right? And so I realized that my weakness is something that God was trying to use to chase after me, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened was back when I was in high school. I'm not going to use their real names. Uh, okay. I hope. I actually hope. I think I will actually send this to one of them because she's a super nice girl, yeah. right? Um, but there were these two girls that were yeah. a year older than me that mm. were, in my mind, untouchable. Like gorgeous girls yeah. in high school, and they were like. I mean, they were they were best friends too. Yeah. And we'll just say K and A, yeah. okay? And uh, and so I was a year younger, and I remember I was I was working at Red Robin as a busboy, mm. and the movie theater was right next door. And yeah. these two would come in all the time from seeing movies and get food, and they would know me just from that. And they yeah. knew that we went to school together, but it, like it was just a passing by type. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Yeah. You know, hey, girls, how's you know, how's the yeah, movie? Yeah. What you saw? Whatever, easy stuff. You know, no relationship whatsoever. Well, though, you know. So one day I'm in school, and I'm hanging out in my locker, and uh, Kay walks up to me out of nowhere, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, hey, Chris, uh, I'm having a party at my house this weekend. Are you interested in coming? I'm like, oh. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. So uh, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I got to check my schedule, see what's going on. And then, you know, <laughs> so, so she's like, okay, well, you know, here's the information and everything. I'm like, okay, all right, thanks. So she leaves and I immediately like bolt to my yeah. best friend, Brandon, right? I'm like, Brandon, Kay just asked me over to her house for a party. He's like, what's that all about? I'm like, I don't know what the heck is all that about, you know? So I'm like, well, he's, he's like, you got to go. I'm like, yeah, I definitely got to go, mm-hmm. you know? So I go over that, that weekend I think it was a weekend. I don't even know at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I think I was a, either a sophomore or a junior in high school. Okay. And uh, I go over there. All these kids are outside playing volleyball and doing all these different things and everything. I'm like, all right, this is cool, you know, whatever. And then uh, she's like, all right, everybody, we're going to go up to the barn. Well, in my mind, I'm like, oh, snap. This is like spin the bottle time. Like, this is going down. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I'm following people up into this barn. It's very nice. It's mm-hmm. finished off. Like, like yeah. it's like carpeted and everything it's yeah, like yeah. super nice really well done mm-hmm. and uh, as I'm following people in they're all walking into this room and then spinning 180 around and sitting down on the ground and facing the door that we're coming through right mm-hmm. like okay this is a little a little weird but mm-hmm. all right so I, I was uncomfortable I didn't really know these people too mm-hmm. well anyway I went behind everyone I sat down and faced that way and uh, all of a sudden, this guy comes in with a guitar, sits down, starts singing like Kumbaya, literally. Mm. I'm like, I just got tricked into a youth group. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I think God knew at the time, like, I got to use some girls to yeah. get these guys into church, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, I was so bitter for mm. so long. I was like, I can't believe I got tricked yeah. into this. You wow. know what I mean? So uh, I always thought that that was really funny, uh, that wow. he, he knew to that, use yeah. girls That's to get funny. to me, you know? Yeah. So I see that now, of course. Wow. But um, 
so then a couple years later, this is what was really interesting. Uh, about the time that I started dating Leslie, I was actually dating Leslie at the time. Mm-hmm. I kept on coming to her with questions to, when to, we were in college. Yeah, she, her, her thing, and I, and I completely agree with this now, is if I wanted to date her at the time, I had to go to church with her. Okay? Wow. Okay. And I was like, well, I believe in God. You okay. know, I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, I always believed in God. I, I which is which is a little sad for me because I think a lot of people have their coming to Christ moment that they know, yeah. and I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I always believed in God. I just don't have that moment. So you know? even 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 before you went to that party, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, I believed in God. You, you, okay, I, yeah, I kind of feel like there's so much bigger things going yeah. on, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I started dating Leslie, you know, I. I was challenging her. Like mm-hmm. I'm like I believe in God, but you gotta you know help me out with this. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was this was college, right? College. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So we were, we she would have been a junior at okay. the time or a senior, junior or senior. But I had all these questions for her, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Listen, I, I appreciate all these questions. I'm gonna do what I can." She bought me a Bible, and and I still have it. And in the front of it, it says, "I I hope you find all the answers that you're looking for in this." Wow. You know. But she would specifically spend a lot of time looking through the Bible for questions that I had. Things like, you know, I loved playing poker, mm-hmm. you know, and just gambling. Not like, I never gambled for an income, but yeah. I like playing poker, yeah. you know, yeah. and I like a little bit of money into yeah. it, you know. <laughs> so I was about that, and there were other questions so I like had. So you wanted to know if that was a sin or yeah, like Yeah, yeah, because that, you know, and here's another thing, too, about that. Her friends at church were saying... You know, it's easier to, to um, pull someone off a chair than to pull someone up onto a chair. Mm. So they were telling her not to date me because mm. it would have been easier for me to yeah. pull her out of Christianity yes. yeah. than for her to pull me into Christianity, yeah. you know? So I was like, okay, mm. you know, I, I, now I got to... See, when you say stuff like that yeah. to me, now it's a challenge. Yeah. All right? So now I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's where that was. But yeah. um, I had all these questions and mm. she tried her best for it. So it happens that one day I'm at a bookstore, right? And I'm with a friend and we're going to see a movie. And I looked at my watch and I was like, oh my gosh, we, we're going to be late for the movie. So we were in the back of the bookstore and we started darting out of the bookstore, okay. right? I took the path of least resistance. And I stopped dead in my tracks in the one aisle because of a book that was on the shelf. And it, it had a, a, the cover of it looked like a Vegas Right. Okay. There was a, a, a Vegas sign on it, and it said "Searching for God Knows What." Mm. Okay, that's the title of the book. I'm like, holy crap! I knew I was going to be late, but I had to. I had yeah. to turn this thing around. Yeah, yeah. On the back was literally, I think there were like seven questions on the back, five of which were questions I was asking. That you were Leslie. asking. Mm. Yeah. Picked up the book, bought it, read it later. Um, someone borrowed it. I lost it. No <laughs> one knows where it went. Couple of years later go by, and I find it again in a bargain bin for one dollar. Picked it up Picked again, it. highlighted the crap out of it mm-hmm. on all these things that I was talking about. Lend it out again. I don't think I have it anymore. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Hopefully, I've blessed two people at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? At least. So it was. Was it a Christian book or yeah, what? Yeah. It was a Christian book. Yeah, it was basically saying like you know, pointing towards the Bible for all the questions okay. I had. You know, okay. it was really really interesting. Okay. So these are all. You don't really realize, I think, until you're out of those moments when God is like, they say God, that Jesus is at the door. He's yeah. knocking. You yeah. just need to answer. Just need to, yeah. 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 And, uh, Have you seen those, those pictures of just, you yeah. know, the Jesus yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What you want? Yeah. 
<laughs> but like, but I and I think it's true. I think that mm. there's there's opportunities that are set out before us that you don't realize until you realize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where things are. Mm-hmm. So that was that was very telling for me. I mm-hmm. think when I look back on it, but miracles really start to happen when um, I would say in two thousand. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to water down the story as much yeah. as possible. But yeah. basically, in two thousand nine, um, I started going to. The gym for the first time. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, I couldn't run from one side of the room to the other without running out of breath. Yeah, yeah. And uh, started on a treadmill. By the end of the first month, I was running six miles without stopping. I felt awesome, but I wasn't losing the weight that I wanted to lose. Mm-hmm. And all my friends were like, you need to work out uh, muscles, like muscles, yeah. lifting and everything. I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And all of a sudden, my shoulders started to hurt, you know? And I, I, I was explaining it to people, and people were like, yeah, it sounds like you tore your rotator cuff up there. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. At the same time, I started getting ear aches, stomach aches, and all this stuff. And I went to this country doctor uh, out in the area that I grew up in, and I, I'm like, I have ear aches. I have, like, I think I tore my rotator cuff because I just started working out. I have a stomach bug or something's going on. I'm, I'm really having trouble. Like, when I eat, I eat one forkful and I'm full and wow. I'm, I can't eat anymore. I'm like, wow. you know. Um, and she's like, yeah, it sounds like you, you got hit by a crap storm. Not that word, though, but yeah. You know. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's the best way of putting it. So they gave me a Z pack. A couple weeks go by. And things are only getting worse. And at this point now, it it hurts to um, to let my arm hang. So I walk around holding my arm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever you did didn't work. I need I need something else. They gave me another Z pack. Okay. So at this point, I've been misdiagnosed for two months. Wow. Okay. Um, my my dad came down in August of that year and saw me sitting on a couch and we were living in a farmhouse. It was over 90 degrees out. We didn't have air conditioning. All the windows were open and I'm sitting there with a heavy blanket over me, shivering Wow! in 90 degree heat. And my dad's like, what the hell's going on with you? What's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. I'm freezing. He's like, how long has this been going on? I'm like, I don't know. I've been sick for like two months now. And I, I wake up at night. If I'm not shivering during the day, I wake up at night flipping my pillow over because I'm waking up in pools of sweat, like literal, wow. like depth of sweat, you know. And he's like, "Wow, I got to get you in to see my doctor." And the doctor that uh, at internal medicine doctor said, "Well, we usually have a six month wait, but it sounds like something serious is going on. So let's get him in here." I went in, and without even touching me, this guy said, you know, listening to my symptoms, I'm about 90% sure you have lymphoma cancer, you know. I was like, okay, so what's the next step? And he said, we're going to send you for a biopsy on Friday and figure out what's going on. So uh, Friday came, did the biopsy. Saturday night, that weekend, uh, we're going to bed. My oldest daughter at the time was six months old. Mm -hmm. And I said to my wife... I'm having a little trouble breathing, you know? She's like, well, do you want to go to the hospital? And I said, well, I think uh, if, if we did that, my parents would have to come down, watch Alex. Mm-hmm. We'd have to get dressed. We'd have to go. It's just a hassle. Let's mm-hmm. not do that. I said, I'll tell you what. If I'm not feeling well in the morning, we'll, we'll pack it up. We'll go yeah. to the hospital, mm-hmm. right? Next morning, I woke up. I sat straight up, and I said, I can't breathe. We need to go to the hospital. Go to the hospital, and... Uh, I went through a strenuous day of tests, oh x-rays, goodness. 
EKG, ultrasound, uh, blood work, and just the whole nine yards, CAT scan. Um, what was happening to me was anytime I was sitting straight up or standing, mm -hmm. I could breathe. But anytime I would recline even a little bit, I couldn't breathe. You know? Wow. I must so, have been uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And scary. Yeah, and we couldn't figure it out. I mean, every test we were doing, we couldn't figure it out. You know, but you already—the doctor already told you that it was lymphoma. He, he's, but yeah, he basically said he assumed that, but the biopsy test hadn't been back okay, yet. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the uh, so I'm being wheeled down the hall, coming back after hours of tests, and at the end of the hall is my best friend Brandon, right? And he's sitting there with a big smile on his face. I'm smiling. Or we get—I'm like thinking to myself, all I want to do is hang out with my best friend right now. You know. And we get about 10 feet from him, and this nurse rushes up. We just got him cleared for the PET scan. We need to bring him back downstairs. Oh. As a grown man, I was crying. Oh, I, I mean, I was so upset. I was like, I just want to talk. Can I talk to Brandon yeah. for a little bit? Yeah. And they're like, no, we got to get you down now. So we get down for the PET scan. <clears throat> and just as kind of like a, a little funny side note story on this. When they bring you in for a PET scan, okay, the nurse will come in with a full lead vest, mm -hmm. face mask, and a, and a metal box. And they set this down in front of you, open it up, it's lead-lined, and there's a vial in there of poison. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that they inject into you, okay? And I'm like sitting there, do I get any protection? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to inject this stuff right into my veins, you know? So I'm like laughing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So they do all that. I go into the PET scan. And this nurse is trying to lay me down, and uh, as, it's the same thing. I mean, I literally feel like an elephant is sitting on my wow. chest, you know? And I started to lay down, and I had to pull myself back up. I kept uh, three times. I grabbed her by the shirt and pulled myself back up. I'm like, "Lady, I cannot lay down, or I can't. I can't breathe if yeah. I lay down." You know? Mm -hmm. She's like, "Mr. Ford, you have to lay down because if you don't, we're not going to know why you can't breathe." Yeah. Right. So I laid down. And I immediately just started praying out loud. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important part of this story was not, not just the praying, because I could have prayed to myself, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I was praying out loud. Mm -hmm. and this is going to come into play in another story I have, too. But I was like, Jesus, please help me breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe right now. I need you. Only you, you can help me breathe, mm -hmm. right? And the only way I can describe what happened to me at that moment was like if I was standing up and someone came up behind me with a heated blanket and wrapped it around me and held me. Yeah. And I breathed completely fine for the 30 or whatever minutes I was in there. And wow. the second that table started coming out, I had to pull myself out because I couldn't breathe again. Mm. So here's what was happening. You felt, you felt a difference. I felt like I felt like someone was embracing me was and I could breathe. You. Mm. Like literally someone hugging mm. me from behind. You know? yeah. um, here's what was happening though. And I think this is this is also really important. Um, the cancer was causing fluid to fill up in my lungs. Oh, uh, it was also filling up in the sac around my heart, so it was crushing my heart inside the sac. Uh, so what was happening was as I was laying back, the fluid would rush up and cut off my airways. Mm -hmm. So I was literally drowning in myself. Okay, so I remember telling this to an atheist friend of mine. Um, because I couldn't tell this story for months so, without so, crying. Hold on, though. So, yeah. I, so you went from believing in God, um, but me meeting Leslie, but wasn't really a Christian, and then no, and then and then cancer. Like, were you calling yourself a Christian during this time? Like, wh yeah, where were you? Yeah, where I were would. you in your faith at this time? Yeah, you prayed to Jesus. What happened? Yeah. Um, 
No, you know what the, the questions were? Was trying to figure out the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I'm a Christian, what are the rules of this game? Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Like, what can I get away with? <laughs> okay. You know, that's the easiest way of putting okay. it. You know, okay. like, what's a sin, what's not a sin, and okay. why are things okay and okay. not okay, you know? Okay. Um, so, so I, yeah, so yeah. I, I couldn't tell the story for about two months without, like, just welling up and crying because yeah. the the experience was so powerful uh actually before i go into mm-hmm. into what i said to my friend i got up to my room and as soon as i got up there i said to leslie i, j- I want to tell you something if it's if it's my time to go with all this mm. i'm okay with it yeah i know that god is there now yeah i've had an unshakable faith since mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. because i know what's going to happen you mm-hmm. know um since then i have a job where I work on roofs mm-hmm. and I'm high up and it's sometimes it's really scary but I'm not afraid of falling yeah. um, I've swam with sharks mm-hmm. you know I'm like hey either God's protecting me or yeah. he's going to send I'm going to have a cool way of dying yeah. and going out of this world you know what yeah. I mean um, so I have I live life without fear now yeah. and that has opened up a lot of doors too which mm-hmm. is really cool but I know God is there mm-hmm. um, the the atheist friend I told this story to and I get through this whole thing mm-hmm. and I'm and I tell him like I prayed I prayed for 30 minutes and and he he saved me he he was he was able to help me breathe mm-hmm. and he goes wow meditation is a powerful thing and I was like buddy if I held your head underwater for 40 minutes yeah would you be able to meditate your way out of that? Because mm-hmm. I was literally drowning in mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Like it was fluid filling up my lungs. Yeah. I couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I hope I didn't mean I didn't mean to sound like a jerk in that sense. Yeah. But I need him to think mm-hmm. about the facts. You know what I mean? And I've had I've had nurse friends, doctor friends since then tell me like, yeah, I don't know. I can't explain that because if you were laying down, the fluid would have come up and it would have cut off your airways. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think that that's really interesting. That's that's super cool, bro. Like, um, that's a crazy story, and I'm just like, man, like, you know, I hear I hear stories of people who've experienced like, you know, medical issues, mm-hmm. and um, you know, your atheist friend, you know, I've heard stories where people atheists, you're like, you know, if I die or or if I'm medically, you know, hospitalized or something, I'm still not gonna come to Christ, right? And they they mock uh, yeah. Christians who share stories like that, yep. you know, as if it was some kind of fear or something like that. But um, even if it was, whatever, you know, you you felt something, and you know, God comes into those moments and 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 saves people. God yeah. God saves who He wants to save, man. Uh, and 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 I believe in in what you experienced, you yeah. know. Um, you know, so the, you know. Don't worry, but I, I hope he's still not an atheist. I don't know. Do you think? No, he definitely yeah, is. He is, yeah. but yeah, yeah, your story for whoever you know, whoever ears it falls on, yeah, will will, will change lives. I hope but, so. I, I yeah. try to talk to people with cancer and try to yeah. push them through. Like you know, I I do believe that uh, that it's about eighty percent faith, uh, about twenty yeah. percent uh, mm-hmm. positive attitude. Yeah. What was I? Eighty and twenty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe a little medical yeah. stuff in there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. even even then, like, 
I, I, I would do things differently. I probably wouldn't yeah. go through chemo today. I would probably do intravenous vitamin C, yeah. stuff like that, do mm-hmm. some sort of regimen or something that's mm-hmm. not poisoning my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, the, one of the points to that was the praying out loud and, yeah. and doing that. Uh, we, have, we have some good family friends that they go to a church where they believe in prayer to, prayer to power, power mm-hmm. to prayer, whatever it is, where you speak it into existence, mm-hmm. you know? And um, this is kind of just a little story, but I thought it was really funny. Uh, I'm terrible at taking tests. Okay. Like, I can study my butt off for yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. I can know it inside and out. I could sit here with you, study something, and just be, like, shooting back and forth with mm-hmm. questions and answering everything. I'll get it all right. If I take a test, I'll fail it. You know what wow. I mean? It's just, it's just terrible. It's always been that way in school. Well, I was going for a contractor's license down in Maryland, and it was a tough test. Like, yeah. I studied my rear end off of this thing, <laughs> highlighting the book, going through it and everything. I'm like, this is, this is going to be so hard. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I could do this. And... Um, Got down to the, got down to the test center in Maryland, and I'm sitting in my car. I'm looking at the door. I'm thinking to myself, why? I just drove four mm-hmm. hours to get down here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna fail this thing. Oh man! You know, and I just spent all this time, and it's gonna be such a waste of time. I'm like, the only one that can help me is God. He's God. You know? Yeah. So I sat in my car, and I was just like, God, only you, only through yeah. you, right now, can yeah. I pass this test? And I want to smash this test yeah. right now. Yeah. Please help me smash this test because only you can make that possible. Mm-hmm. I know where my strength is, and I yeah. know that you're the one that can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So I do the. I, I'm praying. Go inside. I sit down. I'm taking the test. I don't know if you've taken like a lot of electronic tests and like test center stuff. Yes, but like, I have. You know how you can check them off to like come back to them too yes, and yes. check them. Yeah. So I had about ten of those, right? <laughs> And I'm looking at the end of this test at those 10 answers and I'm going back and forth on different things. And finally I'm like, you know what? I'm at the end of my rope here. I don't know if I know these things or not. And I just hit submit, right? And the screen goes blank. I'm like, okay. It's not telling me anything here. It's not telling you if you passed or failed or anything. I'm waiting for it to load up. I'm like, what is going on here? So I get confused and I look I look over at the the proctor guy behind the, the mm-hmm. glass window and he's like I was like he's like come on yeah. I was like okay um, so I walk out to him and uh, he's like oh this is really this is really crazy I was like what's going on he's like okay so look at the screen here uh, you see you see the answers over here like how many questions there are on the test I said yeah he's like you see that blank space right there. I said, yeah. He's like, usually there's numbers there. Mm-hmm. That's how many questions you've got wrong. He's like, you scored 100% on this test. What? And he's like, and I've only seen that like five times. Wow. I'm like, what? Whoa. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I, there's no way, wow. man. There's no way. I was I, terrible at tests, and I was, I was like sweating on those last wow. answers. You know what I mean? That's, that's so amazing, bro. Wow. I, I truly believe, like, you know, it, to add to anything, mm-hmm. like, I really believe uh, the power of prayer, mm-hmm. you know, speaking it into, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, it, it, we're just, what was it? I think we were reading in, I don't know if we're in Matthew right now or something like that. I forget where, where we're at in the Bible. I'm reading with the kids right now, but it was talking about prayer. And, uh, 
It was talking about how your prayer should always be for the glory of the kingdom. Of course, you know, and exactly. I think, yeah, and I, but yeah. and we see that, yeah. And I think I inherently knew that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're 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 looking, you're praying for reasons. You know what I mean? Because you want stuff too. You want stuff. <laughs> you want yeah. stuff too. But it's not a genie in a bottle type it's of not situation. A, yeah, exactly, you know, and that's yeah. why I think like yeah. the kids like their daily prayer is, I want to have a good day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what's what's the mm-hmm. purpose for God, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I was going over that, and uh, it was talking about how, like, when you pray, just pray out of the, the determination that God's going to make it happen for mm-hmm. you. If it's for his his glory, it's the whole moving a mountain or yeah. throwing them, uh, telling yeah. the mountain to jump into yeah. the sea, yeah. you know. And I truly like if I have one piece of advice on how to pray, like I, I that, those are two instances where I did that, and I yeah. was like, holy crap! Well, this is I, so I, I get that, I get that completely, um, and I believe that too. I yeah. agree, I agree with with praying. Uh, I mean, because the Bible tells you to ask, ask, yeah. ask, and you shall receive. Yep. You know. Um, you know, God. You know, you, you know your your father who is evil gives you wouldn't give you a, a snake. You know, your heavenly father will yeah. give you much better. You know, so of course praying. Um, the only thing, so on my, my personal experience yeah. with, with that um, is, so before I came to Christ, I I read this book called The Secret. I'm not sure if you know about yeah, that book. I know about it. And it's a lot of kind of <laughs> speaking into existence yeah. thing. You yeah. Know? And I remember specifically in that book. It was like you know, like praying for a car or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in art school, and I was like, I need, I needed like a new pack of pencils, right? I needed a new <laughs> yeah. pack of pencils. And I was like, right, I'm gonna pray for this new pack of pencils. And like, it didn't happen, you know. So I was just like, you know, this stuff is stupid, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so well, where was the connection to God? Why, why would well, there that was no connection him? to God? Yeah, there exactly. was no connection to God. So, you know. While I believe in praying, and of course, you know, because my wife is like, she, she's, she's like, kind of like you, you know, just pray for it. And, you know, yeah. where um, I'm just like, man, I'll just wait and see what happens instead of praying, you know. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to be careful um, because there is kind of like this thing where you just pray for a new car and you'll get yeah. a new car. You know, yeah. that's kind of like where I'm just like, eh, I'll draw the line a little yep. bit. That's like I don't the, know if that's your thinking. That, or, no, 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 yeah. no. That's, that that yeah. to us is like the prosperity Bible type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We are adamantly yeah. against Joel Olstein type stuff. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I yeah. Like it was, you know, we've had, there's so many stories I could tell. Um, you know, I told you over dinner the the story of me putting together the the video for the Blaze and yeah. trying to make that go viral. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that the president of the company contacted me off of that, and that was I, I truly feel a miracle. It wasn't my mm-hmm. industry to be in. Yeah, you know. So, um, I've been doing this pod a podcast now for mm-hmm. uh, six years, and I always. Now this wasn't praying out loud. This was mm. this was an interesting one. This has been a, a wild ride over the last year. Um, I have for about three years now thought to myself, you know what? Our society is decaying so badly mm. with uh, Hollywood yeah. and where it's been leading us, and that kind of wags the tail of culture, you know. Yeah. And I keep on thinking to myself, you know. The, the whole Me Too movement exposed a lot of things for, like, you know, they wanted it to go after Trump, but it backfired yeah. on themselves yeah. because there's so many dirtbags in Hollywood and everything. Yep. 
And I thought to myself, why can't there, there's a group of actors and act or producers, like all these people in Hollywood that are conservative, that are underground with it in a group called friends of Abe. It's a group, it's a Hollywood group, right? But you don't know who's in it because mm. they keep it secret because yeah. they know that they would be blacklisted in Hollywood, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I always thought to myself, man, it would be awesome if they could start up something in Texas, like a new Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, or just get why, out of there. Why Texas, if you don't mind me asking. Freedom. I think okay. that, I think that, you know, and here's the thing though, not to, not to exclude liberals. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to see a new Hollywood where they're like, hey, we appreciate you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And we want to show you the light of that we'll take anyone as long as you're talented yeah. and and use you no matter what you believe. Mm-hmm. Like we we felt like we can't we shouldn't be hiding over there. So now we're not hiding over here. Yeah. We don't expect you to hide either, yeah. but this is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't do it over there. Mm-hmm. You know that t- that type of thing. Yeah. And for I would say about 3 years now uh, with doing this, and and I have a small audience, I know that, and mm-hmm. and I get some liberals that bash mm-hmm. me for only having a couple of views on the videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whatever, I've I've had people reach out to me that have said that certain topics have changed their their life mm-hmm. in in the way that they they view things. And uh, you know what? If I change one or two people with some of the videos I do, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Yeah. I don't need to be changing the world. Yeah. You know. Um, but for three years now, I've been thinking to myself privately without even telling my wife, mm-hmm. I would love to somehow get into conservative Christian Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know? And I just kept on thinking mm-hmm. that, like, what could I do? What, what way would there be? So last year, last summer, I get introduced to this woman, Brooke, and we were talking about, um, politics and stuff. She's in Easton area in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. She gets involved in the Republican Party stuff. And we just kept in touch, talking about politics and things. And in December, she reached out to me. And she saw that my mom had passed away. And she reached out just to see how things were going. And I was telling her it was a little rough, you know. Mm -hmm. And then she ended the conversation with, hey, I'm going to be on a Hollywood Zoom conference call tomorrow night. Would you be interested in sitting in on it and seeing if you could help out in any kind Mm of way? I was like... Yeah, sure. You know, she didn't even tell me what it was about, yeah. you know? So I tune into this Zoom meeting, and I think Beth, the, the produce, executive producer, would laugh at this because I tuned in. As soon as I logged in, Beth goes, uh, Chris Ford, who are you and what are you doing in here? <laughs> I was like, um, Brooke invited me. Yeah, she yeah. wanted me to sit quietly and see if there's anything I could help out with. Yeah. I don't even know what you guys are doing. Yeah. I'm just going to sit back and be quiet. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, all right. Well, just um, she's like, we're going to get started with the meeting yeah. here. They started it in prayer. Okay. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. So um, then they start talking and, and I'm on mute, right? And they're talking about the pilgrims. And I, I'm, for me, I'm a history buff. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. And there was a there was a documentary movie type put together by Kirk Cameron a couple of years ago yeah, called Monumental. Guy. Love that guy. Yeah. Did you ever see Monumental? I haven't, no. Amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing about the pilgrims. And uh, they're talking about the pilgrims. I'm like, holy crap, am I getting roped into a pilgrim project? <laughs> and they're like, Chris Ford, what, like, we're, we're, we're kind of done talking about what we want to talk about. What are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. 
I came off a of mute. I was like, okay, I don't want to act too crazy here and like excited, but I love the pilgrims <laughs> and I will help you in whatever way I can. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and they just start laughing. They're like, okay, like, what can you bring to the table? I'm like, I run a podcast. What if we do a behind the scenes podcast? I'll run the behind the scenes yeah. podcast for the whole thing, you know, and and we'll have like a behind the scenes show or something. I'm like, that's a really cool idea. So they're they're on board with that. So. I get off the phone and I call up Leslie, my wife. I'm like, you're not gonna believe what I just got roped into. <laughs> and and I told her, I was like, I've been pr- like praying to praying myself yeah, yeah. for this kind of thing yeah. for a couple of years yeah. now. I never even told you, you yeah. know? And who am I yeah. to get roped into this? Yeah. I'm a nobody, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you could take that liberals as a sound. Yeah. I know, I know, I'm a nobody. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to say, you know what? Just to even add on that, bro. You know. We're always being, you know, we're we're the we're, we're the underdogs. Yeah, you know, Christians yeah. are underdogs. Even yeah. when we're the most famous and popular, we're still the underdogs. Yep, that's so true. you know, you can't you can't even really look at views or look at you know. Of course, we want the views. We want people to listen, but you know that doesn't mean we're less than. You yeah. know, you know, yeah. some of the most influential people aren't as popular as like I don't know Jay Z or something. <laughs> you know, like just just say a name. You know, TikTok so, takes over nowadays. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, crazy. so man, forget about that. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, so yeah, so this is going on, and I remember there was a there was a day that came within a month or two after that that the executive producer reached out to me on a weekend. And I was here. I was building dressers for mm. that we got from IKEA for both the the youngest two, right? And I had to take, I spent me all day, all day putting these things together because mm. Ikea, of course, it's like two million pieces per yeah. thing. <laughs> so I'm on the floor, I'm doing this stuff. I get a text from the executive producer. Hey, Chris, I, you know, I feel terrible about this, but I, I remember you saying uh, that you do a podcast mm. and I feel terrible, but I've never even watched your stuff, mm. right? Oh, let me take a step back. I, I, I messed this up. <laughs> so a couple days before this, I'm hanging out with my buddy and he goes, what do you expect to come from this? I said, he's like, do you want to like act in Christian stuff? Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I don't know if I can act. I think that would be awesome. I, yeah, I yeah. certainly have my ideas of what kind of movies I would love yeah, to be yeah. in if I could act, you <laughs> yeah. know, but I don't know. I said, to be honest with you, I know it sounds really crazy. Mm-hmm. I, want, I would rather be behind the camera doing narration. Mm-hmm. I want my voice. Yeah. I said I would love yeah, to. Voice, by the way. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to narrate something, or even better. And and this sounds completely off the wall, crazy. I would love to go take my kids to a Pixar or Disney movie, and me, yeah. my voice be one voice. of the characters. Yeah, it's your you know. Voice, yeah. And uh, and he's like, that's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know. And so that was a conversation on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, no lie. This is how fast this happened. Friday, she reaches out to me. No, Friday, I'm sorry. Friday night, I told Leslie about that conversation, Mm -hmm. and she laughed at me. (laughs) You see a trend, because I told you about the other one that she laughed at, too. So so Saturday, she takes off. She goes grocery shopping. I'm sitting at home. I get this text. I haven't seen your podcast from the executive producer. I want to take a look at it. I said, well, here's a couple of my favorite ones, links to those on YouTube that Mm -hmm. you can check out. I go back to building the, the dresser. I get a text. Chris... I need you as a narrator on yeah. this project. Yeah. I'm like, 
what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, I, I literally, within the last two days, was talking about how I want to narrate things. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking up. Yeah. Honestly, man, I, I, I welled up. I was, yeah. I was crying. I was crying. Like, not like sobbing, yeah. but I had tears in my eyes. Leslie came home. I was like, you're not going to believe this. I just started I just started tearing up. And she's like, what's going What's wrong? I was like, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, God is working in my God life right now. Yeah, God is working. And, um, mm-hmm. So it gets even crazier. Now, this isn't something that's happened yet, but I'm hoping. Well, you're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> so within the last couple months, <clears throat> I was uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I do a lot of driving for work and everything. And I was thinking to myself, man, you know what? If God's really been working in my life. He's yeah. been really putting things into place. If I were to get into Christian conservative movies, mm-hmm. what would I want to do? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, man, the coolest damn movies are westerns. I would love to I love be. Westerns. I would love to be a cowboy in a movie, even yeah. if it's just someone in the background yeah. riding a horse as <laughs> part of the posse. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. care. Just give yeah. me. I don't care if you put me as yeah. like that that green visor poker like guy, like dealing out the cards yeah. in, a, in a cowboy <laughs> movie or something. Make me the bartender. I don't yeah. care. I want to be in a cowboy. The guy who movie. gets punched. Yeah, there's always a fight. Yeah. There's always a fight. <laughs> so. We're talking about this, and the executive producer, within that week, again, this is the craziest thing. She goes, um, all right, so I want to give you an update on what's going on with the scheduling and everything. We're going to be going down to Florida at some point to shoot some of the stuff in the studio down Mm -hmm. there. Um, But it's going to be an extremely tight schedule. Kevin Sorbo, Kevin Sorbo is involved in this project, who played Hercules back in the 90s and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Sorbo is involved. He will probably only be able to get him for an afternoon because he's working on this big project. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be he's he's trying to get all the conservative actors in Hollywood that have been blacklisted and everything. He's making this big western movie. I'm like, you got to be effing kidding me wow. right now. Are you serious? And I'm I'm like Beth, <laughs> this is what just happened. I yeah. told her I was like. You gotta get me in this Western movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I like, mean, I don't at even this care. point, you must have been like, yeah. like God, like, <laughs> like what are you, like, what? what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, God? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is just insane. Like, yeah. two things are too specific with yeah. this. You know yeah. what I mean? And that that kind of stuff just blows my mind all the time. Yeah. You know, and I, I seriously, you know, I love the the fact that I'm involved in this project, that mm-hmm. this miniseries and everything, but it could fall apart. Yeah, it could completely fall apart, and that's okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Because just the opportunities I've had so far yeah. to connect with people and realize that I can make something happen mm-hmm. has just been so cool. I mean, that's the beauty of life, I think. You know, like, we're all kind of on this journey. And, you know, for me, I look at every, even just sitting here, you know, this yeah. this could probably go nowhere. Or, you know, I, yeah. you know, people with probably... With me, it probably will. Yeah. <laughs> But what, what I mean is, you know, this doesn't have to be, you know, I would hope this, that this video would be the video that cracks the internet yeah, somewhere, yeah, somehow, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. But I, no. I'm looking at this. One person, and that's all I'm I just care. looking at this and I'm just like, this is awesome. This is great. I'm blessed to be here. I'm, you know, whatever happens, happens. And that's kind of how life is, you know, yep. even if, like you say, things fall through the cracks or whatever, um, it's still just an opportunity of progress you yeah. know and you're 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 just learning new things and it's building you um you know into the man that you are today you know and and, and that's just beautiful in and of itself you know it's the whole potter and the clay man yeah you know i 
uh, I can only hope that God's molding me the way that he wants me to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm not messing that up. Like I'm yeah. not spinning that wheel too fast or something yeah. for, you know, the ghost yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demi more like yeah. you know, flopping stuff all yeah. over the clay all over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, I got, I got one more pretty amazing story yeah, in regards it. to is my it. faith. And, um, I took a real risk with something this past year. Um, I have unfortunately been known in my family for being the eulogy writer and presenter. Mm. Um, you were you were commenting on my grandfather's planes here and everything, mm. and his was the first eulogy that I wrote, mm. and um, it went really well. It was really nice. I wrote my grandmother's, who was really close to me and helped raise mm. me and everything. Um, and, uh, it just, I just kind of got, you know, if someone's going to pass away, I'm, you come to me, I yeah. guess, you know, yeah. and it sucks. I, I said in the yeah. last eulogy I presented, I was like, you know, the worst part about like being good at writing eulogies is you're going to have to write them for the people that you care about yeah. most. And, yeah. and that's a tough thing. Mm -hmm. That's a tough pill to swallow, you mm -hmm. know? Um, the year after I got cancer was the first year that my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and mm. it came back two more times. And this past time, this past year, it, it got to her in December, and uh, unfortunately, she passed away. Mm. But what happened was, um, I don't know where my dad stands. Yeah. And my nightly prayer and my kids' nightly prayer is that he, that Jesus works on him. Yeah. My prayer, my prayer at this point is just for God to use the tongue in my mouth to say the things that need to reach him, yeah. you know? And um, my mom loved uh, the pastors that were in my life and and loved listening to them and everything. She would go to church. She talked to her best friends about, about the Bible. They would talk about things all the time. And when we brought her home for hospice, she had uh, one good night left in her. And uh, my dad wanted to make sure that the pastor, the two pastors, my one's my buddy, the other one's uh, our pastor that was at our old church that she really liked, that they were there that night for, her, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and and maybe it's that whole so like you knew you guys knew that this was she was home for hospice, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was on her way out, yeah. and uh, so she was in and out of consciousness, her eyes were closed most of the time, and um, they were talking to her and saying, you know, um, you know, we're here for you, we love you, Joanne, and everything. And my pastor said, you know, okay, before we leave Joanne, this whole time her eyes are closed. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only way to, to heaven is through Christ the Son. And it's a, it's a very narrow path. You just need to know him, have, have a relationship with him. Do you accept Jesus as your Savior? Mm -hmm. And she opened her eyes and she said, oh, yeah, and I'm going to see him soon. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and it was very powerful mm -hmm. for everyone in the room. And uh, two weeks later... Uh, my my buddy who's the other pastor there called me or I called him I, I called him to say happy birthday mm. I was like hey Jimmy I just wanted to say happy birthday he's like oh man I'm so glad that you called he's like I am was so blessed to be there with your mom yeah. that night he's like I can't stop thinking about yeah. her profession of faith that night on mm -hmm. like as she was laying there he's like it it changed it it worked on me yeah like he was saying he was choking up on the phone I was like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, of course, all this stuff happened during COVID, so we couldn't have a proper funeral or yeah. anything for her. So we had a celebration of life, which is what 
it couldn't have happened better. I wish that people uh, could see what we did for her mm. and have every funeral that way, right? Yeah. Because what a depressing thing, these funerals, you mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, especially like we were talking about, the hardest thing is to see someone go that you know doesn't yeah. know Christ. Mm -hmm. yep. And you're just like, mm -hmm. I don't got anything good to say then, you yeah, know? I mean, yeah. they, they could have been a great person, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to see them again. Yeah, yeah. Like, really not going to see yeah. them again at this point. Yeah. Um, so we decided for her, she was a party person. I got my personality, my sense of humor, everything from her. She was full of life, that we were going to have a celebration of life for her. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, I had to do the eulogy again. Yeah. <laughs> and well. uh, I sat in my hotel room and I was trying to put something together and I broke down her life into her uh, raising me, mm -hmm. her crazy life in, in school, mm -hmm. some of the shenanigans we got into, her with her friends, her as a crafter, she did stained glass stuff oh. and, and everything. And then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna take a chance here. I'm going to talk about her as a Christian mm -hmm. and, and really break it down for people. Mm. And when I say break it down, I am talking about like going into detail, saying things like, you know what drives me crazy is when people say that having gained another angel. Yeah. Because I said angels have four wings with the head of a beast, uh, the, the heads of uh, like an ox, yeah. a lion, yeah. a man, and <laughs> yeah. uh, something else, yeah. uh, you know, an eagle, you know? They're not as beautiful as, as oh, they're presented Oh, they would be terrifying they're, if you yeah. saw them in yeah. person, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm sure if you're in heaven, they're, they're probably just glorious, you yeah. know? But they are, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are not, we do not turn into angels, yeah, yeah. you know? And I'm like, this, that stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, I talked about how, you know, people believe that just because you're good, you're going to heaven. Yeah. And I, I broke down wow. Christianity for people. I was like, my mom knew Christ, wow. you know? And I, I wasn't going to, but I did give my, my wife a heads up on what was coming. What was going to come. Mm -hmm. We had about 100 people there. And I ended it by saying, I, as a Christian, have been uncomfortable in church singing mm. in church. I, I just, mm. you know, as a guy, I know I don't have a great voice. <laughs> I sing a little lower. I let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it took a lot for me to even open my mouth. Mm -hmm. But then, like now I sing mm -hmm. and I'm more open with it. I just feel, I still feel a tinge of embarrassment so, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I said, you know, it, it can be tough. Yeah. But what I'm going to ask for everyone to do is if you know Christ or you want to know Christ, mm -hmm. when I'm done talking here, I want you to come up here and we'll all wow. join together and I will have Pastor Jimmy pray a, a, a prayer blessing over us all. Wow. And um, I said, I basically gave a story <laughs> during the whole thing when I was when I was younger. We were at Red Robin. Okay. Mm -hmm. You love Red Robin. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, we were the there. It's the fries. It's whew, that that seasoning man yeah. <laughs> um but my it was my dad and my myself and my mom and i think my younger sister right and the the red robin mascot was walking up and down mm. talking to the kids and stuff like that and we're sitting there and i i took a creamer in my hand a mm. creamer packet mm -hmm. and i said well, should i throw this at the red robin's head when it goes by and my mom's like yes do it right <laughs> she was egging me on you know like this is the type of person she yeah, was yeah. she was hilarious and my dad looks at me he goes 
if you do that, I'm walking out of here oh, and gosh. I'm going to be so pissed off. Oh gosh. So this red Robin kept on walking by and it was like, he was taunting me, man, you know? So he walks by the one time I just took this creamer. <laughs> like I heard it go, right? And it hits this mascot's head with this thump of like emptiness. And this thing spins around. He's looking around for what's going on. And we're sitting there like, like laughing. As soon as he walked off, my dad got up and left the oh, restaurant. Man. He was so mad, but my oh, mom was cracking up, right? Yeah. So I said, I said, um, I'm done, but I'm telling you right now, if you want to profess Jesus like, like my mom did, I can tell you right now that if she was here, like in Red Robin, she would say, yes, mm. do it. Mm. You know, that was mm. my finishing that was line. That was and yeah. uh, I stood there for a second and no one got up. Mm. I was like, I took a big risk here. Mm -hmm. I bombed. Yeah. I bombed, you know? Uh, so uh. all of a sudden, a couple people start getting up. Wow. Right? Just a couple. And then everybody started getting up. And I would say out of the 100 people, about 90 people came up. Wow. It was insane. It was powerful. Wow. And I had, I had people come up afterwards. I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, lift up anything about myself. You yeah. know what I mean? No, no, no. I get you, bro. It, what, what was really interesting about it was one of my good friends came up to me as people were starting to trickle back to their seats and everything. And he said, Chris, do you see those 10 people that are sitting out there? He said, as Christians or as conservatives, mm. we're always made to feel like we're the ones that are alone. Mm. Now they know what that feels like mm. because everybody came up here. Mm. He's like, that was powerful. I was wow. like, holy crap, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. even think about it like mm -hmm. that. But that was uh That's, that was crazy. beautiful man. Yeah. <laughs> it was Shoot, crazy man. you should be a pastor man <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's not the first time i've heard that night altar call yeah and, yeah. And, yeah yeah leslie leslie said i've never seen that happen at a funeral yeah. i i i'll be honest, real truly honest with you yeah. i don't even i didn't even know what an altar call was yeah you know yeah until she said that that's what yeah that that's is. what it was. Yeah. you know but um, I mean, if I could say this though, man, that because yeah. that my par both my parents are still alive, and I think about that all the time. So, my parents, typical, you know, grew up in church, went to church, mm -hmm. but um, at times, you know, they say and do things that kind of make me question if they are serious about their faith, right? Yeah. And um, so I think about that all the time. Um, what's gonna happen when that day comes? You know, um. And like what you're saying to me is you you know you kind of broke down what a Christian was from like through your mom's life, uh, but at the same time you didn't like disregard her silly antics. Oh and, no, you yeah. know, yeah. and that that kind of resonated with me because my mom is kind of like the same thing. She's yeah. like kind of you know, and so it's making me now look at my parents and you know just not disregarding them, you know, and still continuing to pray for them, of yeah, course, absolutely. And, and but making me look at them as just you know human you know um, and hoping that someday that they will you know I've never heard it but openly confess Christ and you know go from there you know I I don't know what I can get from my dad but mm -hmm. here's one here's here's the good news that I I mm -hmm. didn't even say yet um, this year uh I, there was one weekend that he called me up and it was sunday morning mm -hmm. and he's like hey what time are you going to church <clears throat> and sometimes he likes us coming over afterwards and stuff mm -hmm. and i said this is what time i'm going and he's like okay i'll meet you there mm -hmm. i was like what what mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and he has made an effort to come to church mm -hmm. uh 
He's calling me right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's made he's made an effort to come to church and um well, Andrew, no. No. I'm gonna uh, Yeah, tell tell him you do, you're talking yeah, about I'm talking about it. Right <laughs> um <laughs> But uh he's made an effort to come to church without me asking. Now sometimes I use my kids to ask him. Yeah. Because you can't say no to the grandkids. You can't you know. You just, you no. just, <laughs> so so sometimes you gotta use God's yeah. God's gifts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um that that makes every single time that I get a phone call from him Saturday night or Sunday morning that yeah. he wants to meet us there. We used to go to the 1030 service, and he is a early riser. The yeah. earlier you could get something like that done, the more you have to the rest of the day to get yeah. other stuff done. Yeah. And if that's the sacrifice we need to make is go to the 9 a.m. So service, going I'm going to the 9 a.m. Yeah. service. Then, wow. you know? So if, he's, if he doesn't say anything, we're going to the 1030. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, funny. nothing makes me happier. Yeah. And, and I can't give up on the prayer yeah. because um, I... I want him to know. Yeah. I want him to know Jesus. You know, yeah. I want him to be. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. My, what happened to me in that hospital, and what happened to my mom on her deathbed, was, both of us showed that we don't fear death. Yeah. My mom was welcoming it. She knew what was on the other mm-hmm. side. I don't think even most Christians know what that's like. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because. I think faith brings you so far, mm-hmm. but until you you get a miracle mm-hmm. that you know that makes it completely unshakable, mm-hmm. man, I can't look at things the same way. Mm-hmm. I really can't. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I, I was hoping you came back to, to to that, like how that happening, you know, you getting cancer, like mm-hmm. how that you know changed your outlook on life because exactly what you just said. You know, that's kind of, I mean, I've never had a near-death experience or anything like that, but um, spiritually I have. Yeah. Because spiritually I feel like I literally, when I, coming to Christ for me felt like suicide. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I tell people that, like, for me, I felt like lit- it, hurt, it hurt to come to Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it hurt me because I had to throw away a lot. So You have to admit to things. Yes. So, yeah. so going through that process and dying... You know, it's, you know, we all know dying of the flesh, but like to me, it felt real, like dying. Now I'm not scared of anything because I'm like, when I die physically for real, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. And of course, I say it. And I don't know who knows that if it, if it happens one day, yeah. who knows if it's going to be a different experience. But mentally, spiritually, I feel like, man, I'm living my best life and I don't have to be rich right now yeah. I have to be the it's not about money you know um, but I'm living my best life man this is a beautiful life because I'm not I'm not fearful and that's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. that's, that happened to you you're not fearful of life no no yeah and and that 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 reminds me in in regards to death what I was talking about in the eulogy of truth mm-hmm. is a lot of people like to think that heaven is what they they create mm-hmm. right heaven is you know Oh, what's the best way of putting this? Because now I have a hard time of seeing anything but what it should be, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, maybe someone loves being in the tropics, mm-hmm. right? Well, heaven for me is I'm sitting on the beach for the rest yeah, of my okay. life. I'm at a tiki bar, <laughs> okay, I get you know that, what I mean? I get that. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're seeing like heaven is uh, I'm surrounded by my family members yeah. and no matter what they believed, they're going to mm-hmm. be there with me yeah. and everything. I'm like, no, I said, no, you, yeah. you know, heaven is it specifically says in revelation is us around praising, praising God, God. Yep. like throwing 
ourselves at his mm -hmm. feet and, yep. and praising him, mm -hmm. you know, and just to be in his presence. Um, there's so many discussions we can have on that mm -hmm. stuff, but I mean, like I was, I was trying to lay out truth for people, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's just God is God has really worked in my life, and I'm I'm just so happy that I get like this kind of opportunity, yeah. even if it's ten people that see this yeah. or listen to this, yeah. just to to hear what I've been through, and people have been through so much worse. I've heard mm -hmm. such yeah. good stories of faith, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. do you want to talk about when you I, came to? I mean, Christ? like, yeah. I mean, I guess a little bit. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't really give the whole thing right now. This is all about you, man. No, but, no, no. <laughs> was, you're here. So. But I, I mean, like, I guess what I have to say. I'm thinking about a lot of what we talked about. Is just life is life is crazy. And one, like, one of the things I talk about, or like to say at least, um, and it's in my it's in my email signature is life is hard, but God is good. And 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 that's kind of how I see everything. Everything in, in, in this world sucks. The pain, the, the cancer, the, you know, the, your dad, your mom, every, everything kind of sucks and hurts. And we cry and we feel pain and all these things. But at the end of it, even, you know, even, even when you don't confess Christ, you're going to go see him. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you and all of this all leads back to God, you know, and but fortunately for people like us who who have confessed Christ and come to Christ, we get to now see life through that lens, th th throughout the pain, throughout the fear. You know, we don't see that. You know, we see through it, yeah. and we get to live an amazing life, whether rich or poor. But we get to live an amazing life, and I just think that's awesome. You know, I think yeah. that's super cool. You know, yeah. Um, you were asking about like how cancer changed my life and yeah. everything. Um, I think in the end it was a blessing. Yeah, it really was because yes. I I wouldn't have this unshakable faith. Yes. Now my mom's sense of humor came through with it. Yeah, because you know I you know, I ended up on life support. Um, mm -hmm. I almost died. I had to have heart surgery. All this all mm -hmm. this stuff while I was in the hospital. Like mm -hmm. I was I was on my way out. Yeah, and um, so when I was in the hospital, I gained. Let's see. I'll just tell you my weight. I was I was 230 pounds when I was healthy at the time. Mm -hmm. I lost 10 pounds after one week of not being able to eat before I even knew what was wrong. Mm -hmm. So I went down to 220. I got into the hospital, and when I was bedridden on life support, I ballooned up in water weight to 260. Yeah. And then when I got out and started chemo... I went from 260 down to 205. Shoot. I looked like death. Wow. And I, all my hair came out and everything. And just, uh, you know, looking back on now, I think mm -hmm. it was hilarious. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, literally all your hair. Yeah. Right? I so mean, you, you, I said... You I lost your hair also? Yeah. So I talked to my doctor and I said, uh, so my hair is going to fall out with the chemo. Yes. I said, okay, the only thing I care about is my eyebrows. I don't want to look like I'm sick. Are my eyebrows going to fall out? He's like, no, your eyebrows should be fine, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there at home one night watching TV with Leslie, and I'm, I'm leaning on the couch like this, and I just start scratching my eyebrow like this, and I see hair fall. Oh, man. I'm like, I look over at Leslie. I said, it, is my eyebrow still there? She's like, half of it. Oh, I'm man. like, oh, 
And I just started going like this and got it all gone. Oh my you know? Gosh. But like literally, you know, I'm in the shower shampooing and just clumps of hair coming out, right? Oh and that's 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 really sad at the time and everything. But I made jokes of it. I'm like, yeah. I make Michael Phelps gels. I could dive into one end of the pool and just glide to the other. Oh you know what I mean? Uh, I, I said, you know, I, I dropped, I went from 260 pounds down to 200, 205 with a new diet called Slymphoma. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, you can't joke like that. Yeah, I'm like, the hell I can't. Yeah. I'm the one that had the cancer. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna joke about oh that. You know? <laughs> but it's it's like it's like you know the you know when you, you, your parent tells you if somebody calls you like I don't know, you have a big nose in school yeah, or something yeah. just own up go yeah, with it yeah. Yep, yep. yep. you can even name me nose call me yeah. nosy or something you yeah, know like yeah. but it, it man life is life is. Again, life is hard, but God is good. You made yeah. something good out of a situation, yep. you know. Uh, well, tell us, tell us your your coming to Christ. My coming to Christ yeah. story. So, um, make it short. Or, I came to America when I was twelve. I would say I was a good kid. I was a good kid. My parents raised me right. I, I read a lot. My parents kept me in the house. Um, so when we came to America, my mom, myself, and my brother, one of my brothers, um, from Jamaica. So we were living with my grandma, and for about, from 12 to 15, we lived with my grandma. Um, my mom finally moved out, got an apartment, we moved out. So I was going to church from like 12, age 12 to, to 15, going to Seventh-day Adventist church. And funny enough, like my grandma never came to church with us, she was just like, go to church. Um, so my brother and I would walk to church. Um, so when my mom finally got the apartment now, she was like, well, I was like, so do I have to keep going to church? She was like, nope, make up your own decision. So from about 15, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, till like 22, 23, never stepped foot in the church, mm. right? So for, what's that, seven years, seven, eight years, um, pretty much lived in the world, you know, and I'm Jamaican. If you know anything about the Jamaican life, it's the weed, it's the girls, it's the parties. <laughs> weed, girls, parties. And um, so in high school, you know, I went to a, eh, it was a pretty good high school, I guess, but it was a high school. So in New York, it was a high school within a high school. Mm. So it was like four different high schools within a high school. I don't know if you do, they do this no, out here, but no, yeah, but that sounds crazy. Crazy. So like my height, like I had a corner, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. our our side of or, of the building was a corner, right? So anyway, so it was a pretty decent school on the fourth floor, but then they had the the, the real school, the main school uh, downstairs. Um, so it was kind of a bad school. I think they even shut it down actually. Mm. So I started to mingle and commingle with people that you know kids that were you know coming to school with like knives and you know um just terrible kids you know not terrible humans but just doing yeah. the wrong things um so you know we'd smoke weed you know we'd go to parties you know next thing you know in the Bronx from in the bronx you know next thing you know there's gunshots firing next thing you know a guy's pulling out a gun and i'm just there like i'm supposed to be a good kid but i'm hanging around these dudes mm -hmm. you know i'm hanging around these dudes so um, I like to tell people, like, I was never a gangster, but I hung around gangsters, yeah. <laughs> you know, I hung around, I, it was just, those were my friends, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so I kind of got into it, and so for, uh, for many years, I was just smoking weed, having any amount of girlfriends I wanted, not being faithful, getting a girl, breaking up, just for sex, um, and so, like, around age 19, um, I broke my ankle. 
um, and I, I lied to my mom for like years that I was playing soccer and I kicked the ball and I slipped and no that wasn't that wasn't the truth the truth was I was high <laughs> um, and drunk uh, with my friends and my friend was he was like kind of fat at the time and I'm play fighting him you know I'm drunk and high and I'm play fighting him and I pulled him from the back I pulled him from the back and he fell he fell backwards and I went. But I didn't feel anything, bro. I'm high. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I didn't, no. I didn't feel anything. So I'm looking at my leg. Up. I'm like, is it broken? Nah, it's not broken. It's swollen, though. It's Oh, it's getting big. It's getting... <laughs> yeah, you should probably call... Yeah, I need help. It, right? Um, so I was I was bedridden for about three months or something. I was just, just laying down. Just laying down with my foot, foot up. So I was dating a girl at the time who... Should I say this on camera? Yeah, I'll say it on camera. <laughs> she was she was one of those girls where it was just like, how did you get her? Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. even for me, I, you know, I'm a ladies' man, but even for me, I'm like, how did I even get this girl, right? This girl yeah. is gorgeous, right? And we're, we're 19. Um, so I like to say she was like the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to me. I had super trust issues, man. Yeah. And it's funny because I was cheating on her, but then I, I, I you know... <laughs> But I didn't trust that she was faithful to me, so it was a toxic relationship. Yep. So while you know, while I was I was home for three or four months, you know, bedridden, um, just laying down, smoking weed, I just kind of had a lot of time to think, you know, and that's when that's when I started realizing that I was a horrible person, you know. I started realizing that, yeah, Paul, you you know, you have sins, you know. I started realizing who I was as a person. Um, and I didn't have answers, you know, I didn't really know what it meant. Um, I started to even question myself, uh, even sexually. And like, I didn't even know if I wanted to have sex with my girlfriend anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just didn't know. I just, you know, I'm just sitting home, just thinking, you know? Um, and I got kicked out of my house, um, cause my mom, caught me in bed with the same girl (laughs) (laughs) with your leg up in the air (laughs) so my leg kind of got better and yeah so it was like (laughs) so she kicked me she was like you need to leave and i was living with my aunt for like i don't know a year i went you know was living with my aunt and then i was like i should move back with my mom i'm a good i'm a good kid now mom i should move back home right um she's like yeah come back home and got caught again with the same girl, same thing, and got kicked out again. So I was like, all right, maybe I should just live with my aunt. So I lived with my aunt for about three years, and now my aunt, she was like free. She was like, do whatever you want. Yeah, you can smoke weed in the house. I'm like, what? Lighten up? Yeah, bring girls over, sure, do whatever you want. Like, girls could like sleep over for like three, four days. She didn't even care, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of lived for about three years, just kind of free, you know? but still, I was battling in myself, like, you no, know, I remember when I was 19, a couple of years before, that I just felt like something was up with me. Like, mm-hmm. there, I felt sin. This is my sins convicting me now. And so I started to go on this kind of spiritual journey. So I started to read a bunch of books on yoga and meditation. And I was reading, like, Zen, you know, books on yeah. Zen. So spirituality Sp- stuff. Just going through that whole, like, Eastern mysticism thing. Yeah. I was wearing crystals around my body, like, yes. You know, I grew out my dreads. You know, I was reading <laughs> books on Rasta for anything. I just needed answers. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I wouldn't even say I was looking for answers, bro. I was just, I just needed to feel better about myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
so that all of a sudden I became this spiritual guy, you know? And that like even made me more attractive to girls because girls are just like, oh, he's so se sensitive, <laughs> so inner peace. And I just kept getting into more trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't until my brother, so I guess fast forward, it wasn't until like 2014, my brother moved, my young, one of my younger brothers moved from Jamaica um, and he, he was a Christian. And he, you know, he was living with me and my aunt, um, and he noticed. He was just like, okay, this guy's kind of crazy. He's just like all into his spiritual zen and the universe and all this crazy stuff. And he's a, he's a Christian. And at that time, we were making music together or wanted to make music together. Yeah. But he came to me one day. He's like, bro, I, we, we can't. I'm a Christian. You're, you're on some like other level. Our music is, it's just, it just can't work. And he kind of gave me the talk. He was like, why don't you read the Bible, you know? So this is like 2014, yeah. He's like, why don't you just read the Bible, bro? And I'm like, all right, right? I'm just like, all right, cool. So at the time, I was, wor I was working at the Statue of Liberty. And so there's the island, you know, there's the island, and there's a statue, the monument. Uh, like, there's a post inside the monument. You can sit there. I was giving out, like, audio tours and stuff like that inside the monument. But no one liked to go inside the monument because you had no cell phone service. So <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, you don't wanna I don't want to go to the monument. But because I was reading the Bible, uh, it was the only time I kind of got to read the Bible. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go to the monument. You know, yeah. I got to sit there and I'd read. There was barely any people that came to the monument at the time. So for that summer in 2014, I'm reading the Bible, you know, and I got through Matthew, I got through Mark, and at the end of Mark, I'm just like, yeah, Jesus, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I confessed. I, I was, I'm like in the statue, and I'm there crying like a baby. Um, so that was my confession. That was mm -hmm. how I came to Christ, and um, it wasn't easy. I still had girlfriends. Um, I was, you know, I was still trying to put the weed away, but I knew I had changed. Like I knew yeah. I had changed. Like I even started changing my song lyrics too. You know, I was still cussing and stuff like that, but I was just like, yeah, Jesus, 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 F word, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, so it was changing, but I still didn't come around fully. So it didn't, um, so 2014 now summer, went back to school in September into college. Um, I had a best friend in college. Um, we didn't hang out outside of school, it was only in school. So we went to school, now I'm just like, bro, where are you at, you know? Mm -hmm. For that whole first week of September, I didn't see him. Either he kept leaving to go do something, leaving class early, or I left class early. So for like a whole week in the beginning of September, we didn't see each other. Until I went to work, Statue of Liberty, I get a phone call that this guy passes away in school. Mm. like at school had a brain aneurysm right and I'm bawling I'm bawling I, I, I walk out and my, 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 my manager sees me he's he didn't even ask me he just sees me crying he's like go home go home bro you know and you gotta hop on a boat you gotta go take the ferry go mm -hmm. and I remember I got off the ferry and I sat there uh, this is where they call Bowling Green uh, downtown Manhattan and I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to, I need to find out for sure that my friend passed away, right? So I'm on like Facebook, and I see, yeah, people are telling me, yeah, this guy, this guy passed away, and I'm just like, nah, that's not enough for me. Like that's, I, no, I need to know, 
you know so I'm just like okay he has this girlfriend named Rose you know and you know and he talks about her all the time I need to find her so I'm looking through Facebook and um, she's she was also looking for me at the same time mm. because he's my friend in school he yeah. passed away in school so she wanted to know if I was there so long story short she ends up finding me we exchange numbers she calls me she's like yeah he, he, he passed away so um, and I remember sitting there, by this time I'm home. I went home and I'm, I'm on the phone with her. And I'm reading, uh, I open the Bible and I get to James 4, verse 14. And it was like, life is a vapor, mm -hmm. right? And from that moment, I was just like, yeah, I need to take the Lord serious now. Because um, if he died, I always thought of him as this good guy. You know, he had this girlfriend that he was dating since high school, and he's in college now. One girl. I'm like, ooh, one girlfriend. How do you, <laughs> how do, you do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm this jerky guy, you know, I can't even keep a girlfriend, you know? So I'm just, you know, I, th I sat to my, uh, I sat there thinking, like, yeah, if, if he died, I'm for sure going to die. You know, like, for sure. For sure deserve hell, you know? Mm. And so I... I guess rededicated, you know, that year that, okay, Lord, I, you know, I know I confessed uh, my sins to you and I've, I've been kind of walking with you since the summertime. Yeah, I'm going to take you serious now. Um, and, and I guess I could share a little bit about who Rose is. I married Rose. <laughs> uh, she's my wife now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a journey. And even that experience, you know, losing a friend, then finding out that, um, you know, finding out confirmation that he passed away through yeah. his ex his girlfriend, and then becoming friends with her, and then learning the Bible because, you know, I'm, I needed to comfort her. Or not, well, not needed to, but I felt obligated to comfort her, so I'd send her scripture. So now I'm reading scripture for real now. Yeah, and yeah. at the same time, she's reading scripture because I, I just lost a friend, you know, and she saw me as this kid coming to the Lord now. So she's sending me scripture. So now I had a real tangible reason to believe in the scripture, right, in the Bible. And um, yeah, man, within like a month or so, you know, where I'm just like, yeah, I like this girl. And um, I'm like, confessing my sins for real now i'm talking to her i'm sharing my life with her who i've never done that before and we're praying and fasting and all these things and you know we end up getting married and i end up getting baptized and all these just great things you know and yep. so it, it yeah 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 it's the other thing that's amazing too is i i've had some i've had some tough times mm -hmm. you know what i mean i've been through, i've been through some crap all that while, I know that people have been through a hell of a lot worse, mm. you know, and I, I don't compare myself to anyone, like everyone has their own struggles. Mm. But I truly feel like having God in my life has, uh, I, I don't have as hard times, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it was, it's, it's been super hard without my mom. Like, mm. I just want to mm. pick up the phone and I want to call her, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I am okay knowing where she is, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? Of course. And I want to see that for as many people as yeah. I love as possible, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. So I appreciate you sitting down and listening to my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> my stories, you know? It, so. it, was, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful, well, man. Um, you want to give your information again as far as like Instagram? You're just starting that up, it seems like. So yeah, I mean, so going. you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram mostly. That's mm -hmm. the the main place I'm on. I um, don't really use Twitter or 
YouTube as much. So uh, Instagram, Yannick Paul is where you can find yeah. like my music and sometimes poetry, sometimes me acting crazy. <laughs> um, but in hopefully the next couple of days or weeks, um, I'll be doing my, my podcast where I'll be doing apologetics. <clears throat> you know, to, so Car- Caribbean, Carib, C-A-R-I-B-B-E-R-E-A-N. Um, and yeah, man, I, I just appreciate this, appreciate learning about yeah. who you are as, as a person, you know, and just, just all of this. Just appreciate that, man. I appreciate you sitting yeah, with man. me. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, <clears throat> we have some really interesting interviews coming up. I have a business owner that didn't shut down during the shutdown that I plan on interviewing. Uh, we have David and Aaron Bradford that will be interviewed this month that are both descendants of William Bradford for that miniseries project I was talking about. And I think I have a couple other ones lined up as well. It's been really exciting. Uh, there was a little bit of a break this past week and everything for the interviews, but we're getting back on track. We have more episodes coming out. And I just want to let you know that things are all over the place. Uh, things have been tossed around. <clears throat> If you don't know already, the interview with Lucy Brenton, which was the last one that I put out, the follow-up interview to the one that was banned, got banned within 24 hours this time. So it's just been a wild ride with YouTube. I don't trust them anymore. I believe that they're the ones that are putting out the misinformation and breaking their own guidelines, and and not me. Uh, I, I think that everything we talked about in those... Uh, interviews are backed up by scientific articles that we read them on, you know? Um, but so it's it's taken a little bit for me. I've done some uh, investigating and everything. I did try uploading a couple videos last year to Rumble and felt that it didn't go fast enough. But at this point, I'm making sure that everything is backed up to the Rumble account. So what I want you to do is find me on Rumble and uh, and go there and take a look at it. And you can see all the videos there. I'll be able to get paid through that and I, I will be monetized, unlike YouTube who demonetized me. Uh, I want you to go to anchor.fm, uh, especially if you're a podcaster and, and I hope he starts using that as a tool mm-hmm. to kind of get the syndicate everything out there. But what's really neat about uh, Anchor FM is it's a Spotify website or app and you can follow my podcast there. You could go to Apple Podcasts, anywhere that that's distributed to. But there's two buttons on there. There's one where you can donate if you feel open to for uh, helping me to keep this thing going. But there's also a voice message button as well. So if you ever listen to any of these podcasts, um, no matter who the guest is or what the topic is, and you want to have some say in it uh, and leave a message as long as it's uh, completely appropriate, I will add that into the episode. I can actually drag and drop things onto episodes that were already done and then it will just update that episode. It is Mm. such a cool tool to use. So if you have anything that you want to say or you have a comment, I would love to hear what it Mm. is. Comment on any of those podcasts and just leave a voice message. And maybe one of these uh, episodes I'll sit down and play a bunch of voice messages and respond to them, whether they're questions or anything else. So I think that's a really neat feature. So what I want you to do, Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Rumble, subscribe to any of the audio pod, uh, podcast platforms that you listen to, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, any of those. You can find Whiskey Tango Life Podcast on all of those. 
you can find me on Twitter at Whiskey uh, Tango Life. You just look for Whiskey Tango Life, you'll find me on there. And I especially want you to follow me on Facebook as well because I post a lot of articles that are more politically centric and everything, but there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now that I think is really important that kind of lend credence to everything that we actually talk about. Uh, so I appreciate you guys joining me. I appreciate all the time that you dedicate to, to me and my guests. Uh, have a great night and God bless America. Ooh.